kind. First giving thanks unto our pastor who has entrusted me to stand in the pulpit to bring forth what says the Lord this morning. Thanking God for my, my brother Donnie. <laughs> He's got some jokes. <laughs> Truly, it is not about what I drive. It is not about what I wear. It's all about the Lord. Without him, I can do nothing. But I can do all things to Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, New Mission, for just being my church family. I love each and every one of you. Words cannot explain how deep that that love really runs. This morning, I'm going to attempt to bring unto you the word that is found in the book of 1 Samuel, the seventh chapter, beginning with the third verse. That is 1 Samuel, the seventh chapter, beginning with the third verse. First Samuel, the seventh chapter, beginning with the third verse, it reads, Then Samuel said to all the people of Israel, If you are really serious about wanting to return to the Lord, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Ashtoreth. Determine to obey only the Lord, then he will rescue you from the Philistines. So the Israelites got rid of their images of Baal and Ashtoreth and worshiped only the Lord. Then Samuel, Samuel said to them, gather all Israel to Mizpah, and I will pray to the Lord for you. So they gathered at Mizpah, and in a great ceremony, drew water from a well and poured it out before the Lord. They also went without food all day and confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. It was at Mizpah that Samuel became Israel's judge. When the Philistine rulers heard that Israel had gathered at Mizpah, they mobilized their army and advanced. The Israelites were badly frightened when they learned that the Philistines were approaching. Don't stop pleading with the Lord, our God, to save us from the Philistines, they begged Samuel. So Samuel took a young lamb and offered it to the Lord as a whole burnt offering. He pleaded with the Lord to help Israel, and the Lord answered him. Just as Samuel was sacrificing the burnt offering, the Philistines arrived to attack Israel. But the Lord spoke with a mighty voice of thunder from heaven that day. And the Philistines were thrown into such confusion that the Israelites defeated them. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. If I was to pick a topic, it would be don't forget 
your power source. Don't forget your power source. And as a subtitle is getting reconnected. Getting reconnected. Most kind God, Lord, our Heavenly Father, we come at this here time asking that Heavenly Father that you speak right now. We ask the Heavenly Father that you, Lord God, will just have your way. Lord, I pray the Lord that if there's somebody who don't know you, that at the end of this message, Heavenly Father, that they will know you much better. If they are not connected, that they will get reconnected. For it's all about you. It's not about us. And it is in your son Jesus' name that we do pray. Amen. Don't forget your power source. And then getting reconnected. When I was reading here in the seventh chapter, beginning with that third verse, I realized that there was something that had already taken place. For the children of Israel were some people that was in and out when it comes to the Lord and being obedient unto God. Just like they were in and out, it reminds me of even we ourselves have been in and out when it comes to obeying the Lord. And Samuel said to all the people of Israel, if you are really serious about wanting to return to the Lord, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Ashtoreth. Determined to obey only the Lord. Why was this so important at this here time? As I read in the book of 1 Samuel, I went back earlier into even like the third chapter when I found out a little bit about Samuel. Samuel was born of Hannah, who was barren at that time. Samuel was in the wings of Eli. Now, Eli had two sons, but they had done some evil things. But God had found some favor in Samuel because of the sons of Eli being disobedient. The sons of Samuel, they had begun to do some worshiping idol gods. They began to do things such as uh, stealing money from the church. They were also into sexual things that they were having with people of the church. God is not pleased with none of that. There's no way that you can lead God's people when you're caught up into worshiping some idol gods. We find there in that third chapter that, that well, before the third chapter, that in the second chapter, uh, Samuel was looked upon as being the prophet. The prophet was a person who was going to stand in the gap for the children of Israel as he talked unto God about the things that was taking place in the city in which he was at, in the land in which he was at. Being that, that Eli's sons were caught up into all this here things that were not of God, he also pulled in some of the children of Israel. Now, that was not really all of their fault because the children of Israel, they could have took a stand, but they chose not to. This is not the first time that they begin to worship some idol gods. What had been taking place, there was a war that was taking place with the Philistines. The Philistines was a group of people that meant nothing but harm. 
And they had Israelite, they just had their number. What I mean by they had their number, the Philistines, when it went to war, they had their way with the Israelites. The Israelites, being that they had, took on, had taken their eyes off of who God was, they went into battle and they lost the first war. Then they went into battle again and they took with them the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was very symbolic unto the children of Israel. Because the Ark of the Covenant of the Covenant was about power. Inside of that ark was the commandments. And being that they took that ark, it was not supposed to go to battle. But they thought that if they took it to battle, that they would be able to win. They began to use that almost like an, an idol god. They was worshiping that instead of worshiping the true and the living God. So they took it to battle with the Philistines. But what happened during that battle the Philistines took the Ark of the Covenant and they took it back with them to their own land. So many times we ourselves, we have different idols that we think that are doing us some good, but it's not doing you no good at all. It is a false security. We think that because I have this or I have that, and we take that and there's a God in our lives, we think that we have that false security. But if you haven't taken God with you, if you haven't taken Jesus with you, I'm letting you know right now, you're going to be defeated. It's only what you do for Christ that's going to last. It's not about the house that you live in. It's not about the car that you drive. It is not about the suit that you may wear. It is not about your bank account. If that becomes your God, I'm here to tell you, you're going to be defeated. When real trials and tribulations come into your life, who do you call upon? I've never seen a house come and save you. I've never seen a car come and save you. I've never seen a bank account come and save you. You have to fall down on your knees and call on the name of Jesus. He's the only one that can save you. We find here that Samuel was about to make a plea for the children of Israel. But something really just sticks with me here. When Samuel said, if you are really serious, why did he have to make that statement, if you're really serious? Because they've been playing with God way too long. We've been playing, even ourselves, with God way too long. Do you want to take back your community? Quit playing. Do you want victory? Quit playing. You need to get serious about serving the Lord. God's been way too good to us for us to play games with him. We want to commit unto him, but then what happens when trials and tribulations come? We go to everything else. Those little gods that we set up before the true and the living God. We have to make a decision who we're going to serve. I don't need some weak-kneed, potato-string, backbone individual going to the Lord for me. 
If you're not going to be serious, don't go to the Lord for me. The prayers of the righteous avail of much. The prayers of the righteous. If you really know who God is, there's some power in that name. Israel, after everything that they have gone through, God has delivered them through a whole lot of things. But yet, they still found themselves falling victim into worshiping idol gods. See, it wasn't the ark that was going to bring them victory. It was about them repenting and getting their heart right. It was about them repenting and doing what thus says the Lord. Over there in verse 6, do I want to go to verse 6? Verse 5, it says, Then Samuel told them, Gather all of Israel at Mizpah. Mizpah was an administration type center to where they gathered. And they all came into Mizpah. At Mizpah, Samuel said that I will pray to the Lord for you. And there was a great ceremony there at Mizpah. And I know in verse 6 it says, And they drew water from a well and poured it out before the Lord. When I looked up over in Lamentations, the second chapter, the 19th verse, it wasn't like some water coming out of a cup, but it was the cry from the people that they poured out before the Lord. They were serious about serving the Lord. They began to repent from the things that they have done. They realized that they have detached away from God. They realized that they forgot about their power source. And sometimes what happens when you forget about your power source, you need to get reconnected. When you realize that you have no power, it's just like if your lights go out, you go and try to flip the switch. If that don't work, you'll go find your way down to the fuse panel to see if there's something in the circuit breaker. There is something that calls the lights to go out. But when you don't, when you don't have a connection with the Lord, your lights go out in your life. This is very similar to the life that we have ourselves because we allow things to draw us away from God. We need to get back to the heart of worship. We need to be serious about serving the Lord in spirit and also in truth. We find that Samuel, as he was praying unto God on behalf of Israel that Israel uh, that the Philistines wanted to come back and try them on one more time isn't that what the enemy would do for us when we think that we're getting close to God and we know that there's a disconnect of some sort he will sit up there and try to come back another way but I'm so glad that Samuel has not lost his faith in God. I'm so glad that the children of Israel had turned from their wicked ways and they realized that they needed 
to be reconnected unto God. When I look at Samuel, I also see our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who died on the cross that you and I may have a right to that tree of life. See, Samuel may have lifted up an offering unto the Lord, but if you lift up the name of Jesus, he will draw you closer unto the Lord. If you have been disconnected in your life, if you don't know who Jesus Christ is, today is your day to get connected. If you have lost your way, today is the day for you to get reconnected. You need to recommit yourself back unto the Lord because it's only what you do for Christ that's going to last. None of these other things ever matter. When I think about what Jesus has done for each and every one of us, I go to the cross. See, that is my misbah. Is at the cross where Jesus hung and he died, not only for you, but he did it for me. He took on my sins and he took on your sins at the cross. What is it that can wash away my sins? It was nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. If you have not been covered by the blood of Jesus, I come today and invite you to be covered by the blood of Jesus because everything else will just fail because it's only what you do for Christ that's going to last. See, at the cross, I'm, I'm reminded that it was at the cross that when Jesus took on all of our sins, the Father could not really look upon him because he had took on our sins. That's the same way in our lives what sin will cause us to be disconnected. God cannot, he does not approve of sin. But being that he turned his back on Jesus at the cross, it wasn't that he didn't love Jesus, but Jesus did it for you and he did it for me. He took my sins, and I know that my sins were plenty. I can't answer for you. That is for you to do. But I do know that he took my sins, and he gave me his righteousness. And being that he gave me his righteousness, I have something to shout about. They tell me in the Bible that what had happened here at that time, that as the Philistines came up unto the Israel, that they began to turn back away. Because what had happened, that as Samuel was lifting up, the offering unto the Lord. There was a loud thunder. And, 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 the, and, and the Philistines, they were very afraid. They began to turn back. But before they turned back, there was some doubt that was also in the children of Israel because they had already been defeated. Have you been that, at that place in your life to where you have been defeated? And sometimes when things come along, you begin to fear all over again. But thanks be to God, it's about having a relationship with the Father, a genuine relationship. See, we go through life and we have several different relationships, but I'm talking about the one relationship that's going to last forever. That is only with the Father up in heaven. And being that God has sent his son Jesus down on the cross to die for you and me, he came down to 42 generations he took on everything out here in the world that we even go through, even ourselves. So we can go to Jesus at any time. I know that, 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 that God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit, all three of those are one. I thank God for Jesus. If it wasn't for Jesus, I would not know how to get reconnected back unto God. 
It is God who has made us and not we ourselves. And I want to get reconnected back into the Father and I have to come through Jesus Christ himself. If you want to see the Father again, you've got to come through Jesus because there's no other way that you can come in. Many people may try it, but I'm telling you right now, they will never make it in. If you're trying to come in because of your bank account, you're not going to make it in. If you're going to try to come in because of what your mama and your daddy have done, you're not going to make it in. If you're going to try to come in because, because of, of what kind of car you drive, you're not going to make it in. I'm here to tell you that it's only at the name of Jesus that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. It is at the name of Jesus there's power in that name. There's some healing in that name. He is a bridge that is over the troubled waters. He's a doctor to those who have been sick. He's a lawyer to those who have been in some trouble. If you've ever been in some trouble, talk to Jesus. He's a lawyer that can go to the courtroom, and I guarantee you there will be success in the courtroom if you are serious about what you do. Samuel said if you're serious about what you have done and if you're ready to really repent from all of your sins, right now you can do so. If I'm here to tell you here today, if you are serious, don't play with me, but if you are serious about turning back to God, right now is the day. Today is the day of salvation. You don't have tomorrow. Tomorrow's not even promised to you. There's many people out there right now wishing that they had tomorrow, but tomorrow's not promised. Right now, today is your day. Today is the day of salvation. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. And if you're trying to come in any other kind of way, you won't make it in. Quit fooling yourself. If you're going to be serious about meeting the Lord, you've got to come in the name of Jesus. If you're serious about getting rid of the sins out of your life, you've got to repent. You've got to repent. And you've got to let Jesus know, I am sorry for what I have done. I am sorry for how I misbehaved. I am sorry about being disobedient. See, we have also have the, the commandments in our heart. And if we take the commandments in our heart and we're obedient unto God, I'm sure they will cause you to walk right. It will cause you to talk right. It will cause you to love right. It will make you change from your own wicked ways. I can look at my hands and they begin to look new because the things that I used to do, I just don't do no more because I have repented from all of my sins. I ask God for forgiveness. Then thank, and thanks be to God, the thing that I like about it, that you could do the same thing too. If you don't know who Jesus is, get to know who he is. Get to know who he is. He's the real deal. He's not an imitation. He's not a false security. But Jesus is the real deal. How do I know that he's a real deal? Because he gave us his life for you and for me. The nice thing is he gave his life, and when he went down to the tomb, he rose up early that Sunday morning. He said, all power, all power. He did not say I had 85% of the power, but he said all power in heaven and in earth is in his hand. Jesus is our power source. If you want to get reconnected to the Father, you've got to come through Jesus. If you don't want to accept Jesus, you can't accept the Father because he lets us know that I am my Father. We are one. We are one. I don't know where you may be at today. And it really doesn't matter what all you went through. I don't care what your life was before, but I'm mostly concerned about 
Will you accept Jesus as your personal Savior?